0: And you're going to dreamwalk into your own world. What living version of yourself are you going to inhabit?
1: Who said he had to be alive?
0: <laughs> Nailed it!
1: Nailed it! Got it! It only took twelve tries. This was definitely our twelfth try, not our first. Not, not our first. Definitely in the beginning. Um, wow. I that was that was my absolute favorite part of the movie. I like out loud went because <laughs> 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 I knew what was coming. <laughs> oh my gosh um do y'all I, I know we're gonna get into this in a little bit but Jacob I don't know this about you like what do you like Sam Raimi like in his movies and Evil dead like personally and all that? it's like yeah uh <laughs> I'd
2: say no I'm not really familiar um outside okay. of the Spider-Man the Spider-Man that was that, that to me was uh there's a lot of like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man that I realized how much was had an impact on me
1: yeah after sure
2: like when I got older, I was like, oh, wow, that, yeah. So um, I know that he has a propensity to be a little zany with some of his concepts a little bit outside the box. Yeah. And some of the stuff I appreciate sometimes I'm like, okay, I can take it or leave it.
1: For That's sure, fine. for sure. Um, I had the opportunity to work from home on Thursday, and I was working, but I had several movies on in the background, and I was able to catch up on three of his that I hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, Army of Darkness, The Quick and the Dead, which is like his western that he made with Sharon Stone in '95, and um, the gift that he made with Kate Blanchett, I think in 2002, and it kind of made me appreciate this movie a lot more. Um, I know we I know there, there are a lot of criticisms going around, like many criticisms of this movie going around, but mm-hmm. overall, what I ended up enjoying most was everything where I was like, "This is like kind of the same Ramy movie," especially the stuff about. The undead and all that. So anyway. But Olivia, have you seen any of his other movies other than Spider-Man?
0: Nope. I've just seen the Spider-Man trilogy. We we all know this about me. If you've listened Can't to this podcast, yep. I don't do horror. I I you know, I love that he and Bruce Campbell are like buds and he calls them up. Did you see the article where they were talking about Bruce, Bruce? It was, they were interviewing Bruce Campbell and they asked him if Sam Raimi just calls him up and he goes, yeah, he calls me up and he goes, Hey baby, I've got a new film coming out. So Sam Raimi calls Bruce Campbell, baby. And I just think that's so <laughs> nice. sweet. Nice.
2: Oh man. <laughs> hey, this is kind of, so, this is kind of going to be kind of tangential, but um, do you guys think, or would you like this to happen? I, this is a conversation I was having after. Bruce Campbell. One, do you feel like that was a Stanley moment? Ooh, like that, yes. That yeah. would have been Where Stanley. Two, would you like to see Bruce Campbell take the Stanley mantle in the in the movies? The MCU? This is a.
1: This, I've never thought about this. I was. Part, I was. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: Because yeah. when it happened, I was like, "That's supposed to be Stanley, but it's not Stanley." And he turns around like, "But it's Bruce Campbell, so I'll take it." Like, we're, you know, and piece Stanley, but uh, I would like to see more Bruce Campbell in my um, MCU cameos
1: he i i do i do love that thought especially if sam raimi was involved with yeah. a bunch of the other production of like the <laughs> right, right. mcu moving forward um and part of me is like i we'll, we'll get into this a little bit more but i've done some research and listened to some pretty bad takes on this movie uh mm-hmm. from people who were like well i just don't like sam raimi so therefore i don't like this movie and i'm like it's kind of on you, man. Like, it, it, it's one <laughs> thing not, to not to be ignorant to his yeah. impact on American movies and and especially on horror and like yeah. him creating that entire subgenre. But like the them bat, uh, bagging on Bruce Campbell, it's just like, <laughs> dude, you don't get it. Like, like right. it's, uh, the fan service is is right there, and you're kind of so- missing it.
2: I I anticipate that we'll jump uh, we'll jump into this, but I anticipate that some of my hangups about the movie will be very directly tied to Sam Raimi's style that I'm I'm ignorant to. um, But we'll jump into it.
1: But yeah, and I'm I'm gonna do my best not to like (laughs) not to defend it too much because I guess we Olivia and I do a pretty good job of like bringing our own like these this is our opinion about it. We love these characters, but also like yeah we're adults and we're, right. not, we're not like you know the meme of the guy who's like gritting his teeth like tears streaming down his face like we're yeah. not like that just do this at all it's like yeah. it's, it's a movie where we entertained was it did it work i feel like that's kind of like what we well that's
2: it, yeah you know, th- th- thinking critically is like okay here's some there's a you can appreciate a movie while also, also acknowledging that it's not perfect right yes, and that's exactly. that's what we hope to do as adults yeah. so
1: yeah yeah um yeah and there's there's all that stuff but um, anyway, I forgot to mention this is a podcast about, uh, places off for by Hollywood. This is flower film country. I'm Isaac Sims. I'm Olivia Clement. And today we're going back to the multiverse of madness and joining us to dissect the first and f- first and foremost, the first movie from Sam Raimi directed in nearly 10 years. It's Jacob Thomas from three dudes movie podcast. What's up, Jacob guys. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Hey, we're we happy to have you, you man. Yeah. Dude, I,
2: I think I had mentioned this to eyes before. First off, this is my first time being on a guest on any podcast ever. Welcome. Like I, I had to make my own podcast to get on a podcast. Um, <laughs> which is not easily done. I'm learning. So, uh, I've like, (laughs) I've, 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 I've had like, you know, recorded voiceover, that kind of stuff, but never have I been a guest on a podcast. So yeah. So we're, uh, three dudes in a movie podcast. Um, I record it with a couple of my roommates. Um, we're based out in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, yeah, we're just three dudes. We're watching movies right now. Um, walking through the IMDb like fan favorite list. I mean, it's a poster so as soon as it got printed, of course it's date it's like a textbook. But um, but we're just running through the top 100 movies according to IMDB fan favorites and uh, and yeah, and so it's become and we're trying to like you know let it be like a crowdsource like kind of steer it where it needs to go. But we're also taking um, you know movies that are coming out right now, like new releases and yeah, just kind of I'd say we're talking about it critically because uh, my uh, one of my other co-hosts Marty, um he we both we think of movies critically but also it's it's like slapstick fun like we don't want to take it too serious like hey here's just what we think about it so
1: and uh it i have to i have to jump in and say sometimes if y'all don't like the movie y'all will just kind of riff on other stuff which is really fun <laughs> yeah. and and also yeah. it's mainly just you and marty <laughs> so oh, yeah. i'm waiting i'm waiting yes. for, like, we we renamed our podcast uh, a couple months in because we realized that there was like there's a festival called flyover film show and oh, then we yeah, we're like yeah. okay flyover film country is not taken and it's actually more right. appropriate so yeah, yeah. But i'm well, waiting for y'all to be like two and a half dudes <laughs> we podcast, right well, we because wouldn't... y'all are like we're three dudes and you and marty are going back and forth and then well, you're like yeah what's what's the, your third guy's name Ryan, so it's like Ryan doesn't like to talk on. We yeah. like,
2: were like, originally two. Talking? We were two guys, and then one we were like, "No, I want to get Ryan to 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 contribute a lot more." And two, he he does a lot of the legwork behind the scenes. Yes, it's really, so it's just like a chance to to kind of shine the spot. As much as he hates it, shine the spotlight. Hey, he's definitely a part of the a part of the podcast as well, if not more so than the rest of us. But I also I want to say with you guys, like, um, just fly over film country. I've always loved that concept like the i know you guys are doing the show for what is it three years
1: yeah almost almost three i think
2: and i've always like i've always loved that idea that um in a spot that's not necessarily hollywood it's not you know new york city but it has we have something to say, right? Like I, I, I enjoy that quite a bit. So kudos to you guys. You're doing good work. You're doing the Lord's work. All right. So Thanks, man. Thanks, Thank man. Coming, coming from a minister yeah. for the Lord. Himself, yes, exactly so. right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and you know, places often forgotten by Hollywood, like the multiverse, really critically underlooked by Hollywood these days. So. Yeah. Well, What's their they, problem?
0: They haven't talked about the multiverse in a, in a really long time in There's, Hollywood. Yeah. At yeah. all. there got to. Though.
1: I got a shout to. out. Uh, uh, three dudes in a movie. Um. Great ep- like y'all are y'all are pulling in like as you move through that that list of a hundred mo- movies, yeah, pulling in like um your thoughts on like recent movies that have come out. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah. your everything everywhere uh, episode oh. is really good. Uh, what what did y'all tie that with the other movie?
2: Um three idiots.
1: Yeah, and, and I didn't know anything about that movie, and it made me want to it was watch it. So
2: really good, It's really good. But yeah, um, similar in some ways. Um, as, as weird as that might sound, it's not a multiverse movie, but I think a lot of the themes are, are pretty similar. If you want to go check, absolutely. It out. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once, man. I, I can't go back. Sorry, I don't. I know it's not the episode that people tune in for, but um, I can't stress enough like how much I kind of struggled with the idea of the multiverse and how uh, it's almost simplified. That movie kind of made it for me. Yeah. It's really accessible for people. So yeah, go it's a Better
1: multiverse movie than this movie that we're discussing.
2: I think, yeah. I mean yeah. that aspect of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But um, do y'all wanna do you wanna just jump in? Um let's just jump right in. Uh let's start. Um as of the release of this recording, our most immediate past episode was Olivia and I discussing the top 10 best performances. In the marvel cinematic universe so we have given a lot of thought and uh on air about our thoughts and where we're kind of at with these stories and with this universe <clears throat> so jacob i want to start with you like where are you where are you at with the mcu what's your attitude right now towards like the tv shows and how yeah like basically marvel's been doing they've been trying a lot of things like TV and different directors. We'll talk about Ramy and bringing him in. Like, what was your attitude going into this? And what was your attitude leaving?
2: Leaving the, um, I would say this, this is such an interesting question because um, I think we've known each other a bit. So I, I'm pretty sure I, I might've said things like this uh, to you before. Sure. My, my relationship with the MCU um, is, I don't want to say tenuous, but it's not something that like I've ever really been sold out for. Um, I was never really a fan of superhero movies growing up. I just, they didn't, they, well, they weren't making great ones besides like Spider-Man. But um, I didn't really, under, I didn't get how much of an emotional grip that the MCU had on me until about halfway through Endgame, where I was like, I've never been so excited to watch a movie like this. And that's when I knew I was invested. now um however i say tenuous because my relationship with it is like i'm still sold i'm sold out to the point that i know whatever they produce on the big screen i'm gonna go see because it's going to at least be a good movie it's going to be at least like a seven right um now how that relates specifically to the um the marvel cinematic universe the kind of stories different characters those kinds of things um i like i know this sounds silly but i kind of like to keep an arm's length away from it in the way that i want it i just want to be like the average moviegoers perspective of what they're pretty produ- what's the content they're producing specifically on, on the big screen um so going into it i was kind of hesitant as to I, I don't watch any of the shows i don't do i, I don't keep up with you know what disney plus releasing as of you know last night like I don't I just don't do that and um it's part like I said part of it's just that that investment thing is like I just want to take it for fresh eyes just normal like how would someone who's never watched you know Loki or WandaVision or or any of those you know Marvel what ifs like how would they take this um however I walked away from this movie and I'm not gonna lie guys Think i kind of want to start getting into some of the tv shows and that says a lot Ooh, okay That's okay saying a lot like i was i was kind of convinced i was already kind of looking into to moon knight but then um but then definitely i was like Well, now i gotta man i gotta catch up on i gotta see what happened to WandaVision. vision so yeah. i there's a little bit of ignorance for me coming into it as to you know the plot obviously with with what's going on with wanda but um but anyway so i'd say i'm i'm familiar with it i know what's going on i don't i'm not like a i'm an mcu fan like a casual fan um, but coming out of it, I was definitely, um, kind of making me a little bit more of a believer, so to speak. So
1: Olivia, I want to, want to throw it to you. How, how are you feeling? Um, we haven't talked too much about, I, I don't, I don't want to sp- spoil, uh, Jacob's impression of, <laughs> of moon Knight. So, but you and I, you and I have talked about the finale of moon Knight. and how it was, a, it was a little bit of a letdown for both mm-hmm. of us. So kind of yeah. where are you at since we last talked about this?
0: Man. Okay. Um, i think i'm just it's always just again this is i think what i've been saying since eternals came out is like okay what's the next how does this all tie in what's the next thing and it's i'm kind of over that i think yep like i'm getting closer and closer to being over that but i mean they're still entertaining they're still fun it's just Uh, I think I'm just kind of getting a little, little tired of it. And I think also I need to just, I'm not going out of my way to read any like fan theories or anything, but whenever I, I see stuff on like Twitter, I'll, I'll read the tweet or whatever. And I think it's, it's leading me to be disappointed in, in things like I, I wasn't, so a lot of people were disappointed with with some of the the cameos or the lack of maybe cameos in this movie, uh, which that didn't bother me as much. I think that I am just trying to figure out like how are they gonna tie everything in and like but that just feels exhausting. I think I'm just getting to the point where I'm a little exhausted with all of it. Yep. Uh I I will say that I think that this was really interesting and i I was excited to see how they were gonna talk about wanda's story uh i did walk away with this from this movie and go i i like dr strange a little more now which i didn't love him he was fine and i like benedict cumberbatch yeah but i think we talked about this before he's just the the like medical version of of tony stark you know he's super arrogant he's he's (laughs) kind of he's a jerk a lot he's super selfish and even even after he kind of goes through his his first movie you see you see and christine says this throughout the entire movie he has to be the one holding the knife and then now you understand after watching the movie i'm like now i understand why you have to be the one holding the knife uh and we'll we'll talk about that later i'm sure so i i did walk away from this liking dr strange a little more yep yeah so
2: well and sorry if i may butt in just for a second kind of back up Olivia, what you what you talked about i i did feel as someone who like i said is not all the way bought in i did feel that there was um because i went with some people who were you know all caught up and i did feel that sort of as, as an outsider looking in um that tension between like okay this was fun but also there's a little bit of mcu fatigue here yeah like i was i was picking up those vibes so that is something that um like i said i'm not in a spot i'm like i still got stuff to watch but um yeah like talking to um some of the guys i was watching it with they they definitely felt that way kind of that that
0: yeah yeah and i was i was talking with one of my friends as we were walking to her car last night uh I he he's like are they they just gonna keep making movie are they gonna have right. to do a hard reset like they like yeah which is what they do in the comics right like right. they do a hard reset I, that's the same thing yeah and so because and I, I think i saw this on twitter too where someone was like is it gonna be year 2072 and everyone's gonna have to watch all this stuff in order to understand what's happening like how long are we gonna do this and i'm probably gonna upset some marvel fanboys by saying that
1: please do Golly.
0: but but I X-Men, mean the, yeah really <laughs> yeah. like Fantastic how long are we court. gonna do this so yeah, for the next 40 I, years yeah yeah I don't know that's I think that's where I'm at and like I say that but I'm still gonna keep watching stuff because oh, you know you are yeah I yeah I'm invested at this point I want to see what happens next which is so annoying to me it's like this internal <laughs> conflict of like I'm so tired of this but also I've I'm so invested this is the 28th Marvel movie yes
1: 28
0: it's the 28th. Which is crazy and, Never been done and before. Technically, I mean, we're not even counting the Toby Maguire and Andrew yeah. Garfield movies. Yeah. So really, this should be like the thirty. What thirty? Yeah, those third? are can-
1: Those are canon now.
0: Those are canon now. Well, and now the Charles Xavier. Anytime Patrick Stewart shows up as X as Professor yeah. X. Now those are, those are canon as X Man. As X Man. <laughs> as, as as X Man. <laughs> um sorry i meant to say professor x there my bad good. i Everyone knew what i was talking about
1: i think um I, so i'm hearing like mcu fatigue kind of Well, jacob i think that I, I think that your response is really interesting because when i left the theater last night i'm kind of i'm kind of nerding out about the rainy stuff because that's okay. the stuff that about yeah. this movie that was the that kind of redeemed it for me. Okay. Um, and I feel like, th- I I just think that there's going to be, there's going to be half the population that's going to be like, oh, cool. Sweet. Next one's coming. Uh, some are going to be like really mad and like, oh, whatever. I'm done with this. Like this right. wasn't that good because this we'll get into it some more. This story doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, no. You can tell that there's <sighs> definitely a first half, second half, like first half is like, so let
2: me get pretty, this straight.
1: Pretty <laughs> bad. Like, it's it. The first half is pretty bad, and then the second half it kind of picks up speed, and you're like, "Oh, this is they're doing new things. The camera's mm-hmm. never done this stuff. Like editing, ha- like that all all that stuff. Like the filmmaking aspect, I think saves this movie for me. Yeah, um, I and makes it really something objectively unique in mm-hmm. the MCU canon. But I think the, the there will be, and I I hadn't thought about this. Um, there will be people like you, Jacob, who were like, you know what? I want to like catch up on this stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, and I hadn't in, thought about that before. Interested
2: in the spectacle of it. Sure. And, and, sure. and here's what makes the difficulty: when every time one of these movies releases, you can't talk about the movie that just released without considering the spectacle that is the MCU. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's never been done before, and you have to give it its props for that. However, I do feel like as we're entering into a spot where it's like okay, it was very unified, concentrated vision. Now we're in a spot where we're giving a little more creative freedom, a little bit for the directors, for the character development, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Well, you you've you've gathered an entire the wide mass audience. You gathered literally the entire world, <laughs> uh, certainly the, the the country. But now as you're making these a little more stylized, a little more um, personal to the director, that kind of thing well, then you're going to start splintering some people who are like, well, I'm I'm not really a big fan of this one, but I'm kind of a fan of that one. But then I have to watch all of them to keep up with it. So it is kind of fascinating that the push and pull between managing that and, and, you know, kind of being careful of not dividing those interests when you have obviously the market share.
1: Absolutely. Because, and Olivia, I know you have a thought or real quick. I just want to share one of the guys that I saw the movie with, I was nerding out about the Ramey yeah. stuff. And he just goes, well, I mean, like, I, f- I kind of feel after this movie that it just doesn't matter. Like it's, it's lost its steam yeah, for right. me. And which I thought was a really interesting response that like, a, he was, he's more of a casual movie goer. And he was like, I mean, all that, like all the Illuminati stuff was all lost on him. And he was the, like, I think that I really think that phases one through three captured that sort of really magical touch of like, here are the characters you're seeing a lot of them on the screen for the first time. And also this is accessible, to yeah, exactly. the casual moviegoer, and it culminates right. in just the incredible one-two of Infinity War and Endgame, which ob- objectively, like, I do think, work very well as 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 a one-part, two-part, like on yeah. their own. Like they are, yeah. they have a bunch of really incredible storytelling. Um, well, and you peaked, yeah. and
2: you know, you know it. Like, there's yeah. no, yeah, yeah, it's an yeah. from here. There's no, there's no way. Everybody has to acknowledge that that was the peak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: But still, good stuff. Yeah.
0: Um. So so going back to kind of what Jacob was saying of like everyone is watching this and it like the whole world is watching this, except for the countries in which the movies have been banned. In. But outside of that, outside of that part of the but country. They want the to watch it. They That's they just... do want to watch it, right? Like, like
1: they're pirating like, it somehow.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah. they yeah. are. <laughs> so I think that this would be a really cool opportunity for Marvel to allow these different directors to really like Show off their craft, I, and I think that Sam Raimi was able to do that. I think, I think whenever like like Chloe Zhao did Eternals, I think that didn't show off her her craft or her her ability as a director mm-hmm. because it was there was I think there was a lot of studio interference, right? Okay. And I feel like that was a big swing and a miss for for Marvel to to interfere so much with with her ability as a director because she's so good she's so talented and then you know they we see and this this is a this feels like a very what i've gathered as a very sam raimi movie and it's cool it's different i really liked it like there there's some things i was like okay that's like the transitions kind of felt almost like a little star wars-esque like powerpoint for print- transitions but i I I really liked it i have so much to say about
2: that but
1: (laughs) it (laughs) It was kind
0: of sure it was i mean it felt kind of cheesy but also it's a superhero movie yeah like does it have to be super serious all the time to
1: your point i i think that and i haven't thought about this that much but it's interesting because i think that it i i think and what i've gathered from research is that I will be surprising if some of those Eternals characters show up again or if there's an Eternals 2. I don't think there will be, uh, based on the response to that movie. Did I watch think, it? Don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, based on, I, I don't know. I, I, like, to your point, Olivia, with Chloe Zhao, because I think really what's going on here is like you, we, the two back to back movies that we've received, or not counting Spider Man, but like, because Spider Man is a Sony thing, but like MCU proper. Doctor Strange is like a Ramy movie, and Eternals mm-hmm. is a, a ter- um, Chloe Zhao movie. And I think that, I think what will really make the MCU unique is if, if the directors are not required to be beholden to one type yeah. of story being told, because I think what they want is like, well, we want this director's tone. And it's like, you can't have tone without like uncompromised vision. Mm-hmm. And I think what, made would have made Eternals really unique is if it wasn't an action movie if it was a yeah. sprawling drama yeah um, and and people would have hated that but I think what it, it would have saved it at the same yeah. time because I think it was like you yeah. know what like that like you get to really dig into some more of these characters instead of like the CGI monsters and the pretty honestly like bad looking fight scenes um and it feels pretty ham fisted, but here you see, you see, and I think it may be like Clojai was a younger director compared to Rainey, and sure. he has this sort yeah. of reputation. Right. You feel that like Rainey, for every idea that he had, um, Feige said, "You can do this, but you can't do that." It feels mm-hmm. like he won half his battles and he lost half his battles. Yeah. And I fe- and you kind of watch Eternals and you think. She lost most of those battles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so and and I think that's a, that's that's a really important thing to distinguish because this really is a Raimi movie. Um, and and I think that Marvel will continue to have these problems unless they change change their tone yeah. and approach. Uh, yeah, to because it feels like directors like this.
0: It it feels like the tone is the same in all the Marvel movies, and I realize like they're trying to keep like the overall like storyline there. Vision, yeah. Yeah, but also like I don't know, it it feels like because they're trying to keep that overall storyline, that co- cohesive vision intact, they're losing the like individual characters. Yeah. They're like all kind of blending together a little bit and it 100%, yeah. It yeah, it just I mean, like, you know, if we start if we think about like where we started with Iron Man. Like that that was all Iron Man. We didn't it didn't matter about any of the other characters but even when we were introduced to captain america and thor and we got to get their individual stories it was like okay i'm i'm interested in this i mean we can talk about how most people don't like thor the first two thor movies but again those felt more like
1: like shakespearean shakespearean yeah yeah, and and kenneth brannell
0: he he directed the first one did he direct the second one too
1: no alan taylor
0: okay so like
1: game of thrones guy but yeah continuing that theme so
0: right and so like with Kenneth Branagh like from what I can tell though that kind of felt more like one of his movies as opposed to the pigeonhole Marvel tries to get their directors in yep yeah so
2: I, I, well, I'll say this I think it's a dynamic of the entire MCU I I, I think I recognized this when Captain Marvel um who, what what was um bowden
1: Bowden and fleck yeah Yeah, they're like a pair
2: okay so there was like a this wasn't their sophomore but it was like their it was like it was yeah they were
1: like they were like uh pretty new yeah and definitely indie
2: yeah and so i i'd kind of anticipated i was wondering like what is it if is this an unintentional maybe vision of um, the team there, like, okay, let's make MCU as an institution in the way that, Hey, we're going to tap the shoulders of like young up and coming directors or directors that have never had that. And let that be honestly, like a teaching experience for them. And I certainly think that that is, um, an aspect of it where it, the, the big name directors mm-hmm. that have honestly probably have a lot of creative leash, um, because they know, like they had the reputation, um, y- you know, those are the ones that you're going to see the, um, more audacious vision that's gonna ultimately reflect. You gonna go, okay? I know Sam Raimi. What, what Isaac? What did you said. I know he won that creative battle because that is him, right? Yeah, okay. So sure. and 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 so those more seasoned, experienced, uh, creative directors like they know the bat. They know how to contextualize. Hey, this is my vision for what I want in a movie. Here's my vision what I want in the movie. Looking into the MCU. And then, whereas you have some that maybe not as experienced, that that might not. Maybe it's more of a, a teaching moment for them, or maybe it's just like I said, lack ne- lack of experience, but um, that doesn't necessarily know how how can I set my tone in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think that's when you start to see the the. Stu- I don't know. Like I'm like sure you well, no that's a, but yeah, yeah that's no a, do that's you think that that's, a, that's a dynamic part of it.
1: That's so true, and I, and I would add to that and say. and and go further and say like everything is a business decision for marvel and it all disney and it all comes down to money and they can hire um they can hire younger less experienced directors like um the gal who's doing um the marvels i'm blanking on her name even though we covered little woods oh Um, man and she's she's good she's a good director but they can hire younger directors for indie like up and coming for cheaper and 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 kind
2: of And you get to learn how to make a movie at the scale of the so it's it's a trans but I imagine it's the difference between a studio coming and saying hey make the movie you want just include blah 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 Mm -hmm. versus versus hey we're hands on and that we're making these decisions for you yeah
0: Nia it's Nia Nia Dacosta yep yeah yeah she's directing she directed Little Woods she's directing the Marvels so yeah no, no 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 I think that like, I think you guys are right. Like, like they, they do bring kind of these, these up and coming directors. And so I, part of me is like, how much, how much studio interference do they want to like, you know, interject with those up and coming ones, but what would it be like to, to actually just kind of let them take the reins and be like, these are for sure the things you need to include, right? but also do your creative yeah.
1: Yeah. We've, we've talked about creative vision quite a bit and i think we'll uh, a lot of the a lot of the Ramy stuff comes with the spoilers uh discussion we're gonna have here in a little bit okay. um but i wanted to to talk real quick did was was the tone of this movie we're adults and it's important to remember that most of these movies save it's ironically like kind of going back to marvel trying new things with like pretty intimate like like sexual Mm -hmm. situations depictions in uh eternals and then the horror aspects in this movie was this movie like scarier than you thought it was going to be or about what you expected it is definitely the the quote-unquote goriest uh yeah scenes we've seen even though it's not really really gory it is intense yeah
0: yeah yeah so i well me being like the biggest chicken in the world, the the jumps, <laughs> the jump scenes or jump scares did startle me. I there was there was one in particular that I I really jumped and I kind of looked around to see if if my friends noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, no one did. But yeah, no, it was it was more intense. I would I would not I don't think I'd take a child to see this movie unless okay. they were like tw- maybe 12 or 13.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I said the exact same thing to um to a buddy last night. I was like, I would not take my kid unless they were like old enough, like 12 yeah. or 13 to see this.
0: Because it, it is, I mean, there's, and you see this in the the trailer, so this isn't like a spoiler, but you see Wanda just kind of covered. I I don't think I realized how much blood she was covered in, oh, yeah. but she's oh, like yeah. covered in blood at one point, And it's like, whole. oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and so you don't necessarily like, you see some of the, the, The kills that happen in this movie and it's it's intense yeah for for marvel right
1: do you think yeah do you think it's an attempt to try to get more adults interested in this or like do you think it's just them trying something new
2: i go jacob i i think the moments that i realized like it was pretty violent honestly were were moments that i felt like um okay they're communicating something here there's a theme mm-hmm. there so and we can mm-hmm. get into it with the plot and things but the moments that i realized like yeah when she is covered in blood i'm like there is something They're they're definitely signaling something here about this character so i think it was yes to, mm-hmm. to, to, to an extent i think it was intentional not necessarily i mean yeah get more adults and i think it was more so of like hey you know here's the theme make sure you get it here's here's the theme like i think more so than that like it was done for the purpose of the the plot development itself, mm-hmm. rather than like um maybe not marketing but rather than to appeal like a, a audience appeal, um
1: so, yeah gotcha. Um speaking of Wanda. And and Olivia, I want to ask you because you're you, really love I I love I like I liked WandaVision. I think you liked it a little bit more than me, but mm-hmm. you do get a lot of character development from, uh fr- from Elizabeth Olsen's character, and Elizabeth Olsen is really good in this movie. Mm-hmm crazy thing is WandaVision was supposed to come out after Dr. Strange and they pivoted to TV because of the pandemic. Um, And so I don't want to get into all that. There's some great, great um, other podcasts that I could recommend um, based on that. But a a complaint is that the Wanda is kind of switched around in this movie. And some would say like regressed on her development in from WandaVision from where we last Saw her, and that it's kind of like a hysterical woman trope, like like her Breaking Bad in this movie. What what do you think about that? Or have you thought about that much? Or do you disagree with that take?
0: Before before I answer that question, I want to follow up something that Jacob was talking about about like what the like with all the blood, like what the the theme of that. I also this is just a thought. I there's no way to know this. I wonder too if they're stepping up the kind of goriness of this to build up to like blade and like maybe maybe because because a lot of people are like make blade rated r don't make it a pg-13 one and i saw where this movie got like like a hard pg-13 in like the uk like whatever the the uk version of pg-13 is they got that got a hard pg-13 well, it's a little uh, which, bloody.
1: It's a little bloody, isn't it? It's Tuesday, <laughs> isn't it?
0: <laughs> so, uh, so I wonder if if they're trying to amp up this to yeah. set the stage for Blade, which would be really cool. I would, I Pretty would love sure. that. And maybe,
1: That's and maybe problem. like a little bit of something for everyone. Maybe not trying to like necessarily appeal to a new audience, but like, hey, if you want this, you can go find it yeah. here and like test yeah. the, waters. Yeah yeah, the exactly. waters. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So that's just a thought. Okay. Going back to so so going back to the character arc of Wanda, I I can see where where people are like the hysterical woman. Also, I think I hate I hate people describing women as as hysterical because I think it's sexist. But anyway, it's a
2: misogynistic term. In
0: a well, book. I think I think a lot of those
1: people are the people who like they don't want a they think it's wrong that a woman is portrayed that way but
0: well i think they, like, yeah I get, I get what you're
2: saying the, i feel like in a way it's like the right way to use that word like what it means and what they're insinuating and in saying yes. that like mm-hmm.
0: yeah so okay so we see okay sorry I'm, I'm trying to gather my thoughts and say them coherently because i feel like i yeah so good. jacob i'm gonna slightly spoil, spoil wandavision for you it's Also the end credit scene of WandaVision. So you don't really know like how she gets there. This me saying this is not really spoiling the show itself, but you see her at the end credit scene of WandaVision and she's like hidden away kind of in this like cabin in, I think New Zealand or something like it's just so far away from every, everyone in uh, all the other MCU characters. And you see her kind of in her like astral form and she's reading a book and I don't I don't think I realized this at the time, but it was right. the dark hole the book yeah. that they are talking about this whole movie okay and, and so that's where we end that's the last time we see Wanda until this movie. And oh, okay. so who knows how much time has passed since since I I mean the, the show came out what two years ago?
1: Was it the beginning of 2020? You're it feels so old. It
0: like no, it was 2021, right? Was it 21? Yeah. It was the beginning of tw- so a year ago. Yeah, okay. 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 Yes, cuz we went all of 2020 without a Marvel cuz Black pa- or not Black Panther. Black Widow was supposed to come out in like May or April oh, of 2020 yeah, yeah. and they pushed it back. So, yeah, cuz one of Vision was the first thing we Marvel thing we got yeah. since far from home. So, so it's been a year since we last saw Wanda mm. and who she's, she's the most powerful up. I've always thought Wanda was the most powerful. I've said that when we talked about WandaVision. I'm saying it now, she's always the most powerful character in the entire MCU. Yeah. And so if you give her a year to study the dark hold and figure out what's going on, right. she's going to have a pretty, pretty good hand on it, I think. And, so I don't think her, her arc is that far off. Like, I think it, it makes sense that she's, she's that upset and she's had a year in isolation, which as a therapist being isolated like that is not good for your health. It's not good for your mental health. It's so bad because it, you just sit there and you, like you, you stew and, and you ruminate and that's all she did. And yeah. she just further buried herself in her grief and, she is, was attempting to find her kids in another universe without realizing like i i don't think she she really considered or cared about what the other version of her was mm-hmm. doing in that she wanted yes that and, and so
1: yeah they kind of they kind of like they end it and they definitely hint at like she she realizes what she did was wrong and like enslaved mm-hmm. the town and all that but she's also like but i'm also really freaking powerful and i can yeah. i can like definitely i have the means by which to travel to these universes and get what i want and what i want is yeah my kids so
0: well and i think that when we first are introduced to her in the movie you know it it's that scene that's that first scene where they're walking through like the apple orchard or whatever right. yeah. and then it's a switch to everything is desolate. Everything is, is yeah, dead. Hell and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's hell on earth. And which I think is really how she feels like she internally feels okay, like she's in hell. Yeah. And, and I've never lost a child. And I'll, an argument that my friends were saying were, well, she, she didn't actually have these children she didn't give birth to those children though are actually her children but if you are in a i don't want to say state of delusion
1: well and she can but, see all these other versions of her
0: yeah all the other versions of her have these children so mm-hmm. and if she's having dreams with the children if dreams feel very real sometimes right like I mean, we will wake up from the dream where we feel like we're about to like land after falling off a cliff, right? It feels okay. real. And so she dreams that she has these kids. It feels very real to her. And so, of course, she feels like she's lost her kids, even even, even if they, she didn't actually give birth to these kids. So I, I think it's just this horrible, awful, heavy state of grief she's in and no one again she has been through so much trauma it's unreal now that doesn't excuse her behavior doesn't make it okay (laughs) i'm not saying like hey you know what it's okay that you're you're experiencing a lot of grief you're grieving you go ahead and just you kill a bunch of people you control a bunch of people's minds it's fine no no no, no. but you do
1: but you do think that like the end of wandavision and that kind of unresolved grief is logical for where she goes in this movie and the decisions she makes
0: yeah, yeah okay, I mean gotcha. if she, if she's like super isolated like that, she's not in a in a good headspace. she's yeah. not in a in a in a spot where she can think logically or or anything like that and no one is like speaking into her her life no one is is checking on her It doesn't seem like I mean did anyone talk to her after Westview? Who's to say? It doesn't seem
1: like it let's let's jump to a discussion of spoilers because i know people want to hear okay. us talk about the illuminati and all that <laughs> stuff that oh man um so we're gonna cue uh cue our spoiler warning if you have not seen dr strange in the mm-hmm. multiverse of madness uh pause it here if you don't want stuff spoiled um and also kevin would you mind doing our uh spoiler warning 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 um <laughs> i leaned over i i saw this with uh josh davis uh a mutual friend of i we all know but uh, was in fraternity with jacob and i and i said you know they just have ev- invincible the entire illuminati <laughs> like- <laughs> and <laughs> i, mean, I wasn't ex- i i like don't know why i was like it's it is the perfect way to to showcase how overpowered wanda is and i was like all right, they went there. <laughs> it was definitely entertaining. It is but it also
2: amazing. but also I was kind of like of course they go to the first alternate universe they visit and it's like the, the person from our universe just like rips them to shreds real quickly. I was like, wow, we're still pretty egotistical about ourselves, aren't we? Like yeah. we're, we're universe yeah. 624 or whatever, but we're still still the best apparently. There's That's this, what I got from it.
1: There's this like, and, and I'm going to keep going back to the Raimi thing, but like there's this thing about Raimi where like his, his early movies are like just there's there's a lot of evil and evil's kind of hilarious and like there's one dude who's being tormented by evil forces like in the evil dead series and the whole thing that's so like wanda is scary in this movie and it's kind of you want to ramey did a really good job of kind of like showing everything she could do and then you get to the illuminati and you're like oh they're all gonna die like they all think that they can take her and dr strange is like Y'all don't understand. Like, all yeah, of y'all are gonna die, and it, and that's when things start to feel kind of perilous. And I really did kind of feel the way I did at the end of Invincible, episode one, when Omni Man just wrecks shop on everyone, right. and you realize, yeah. like, oh yeah, like, like she, she can, she can destroy whoever she wants, and and like, oh, Reed Richards, like you want to see John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic? <gasps> cool. Okay, yeah. he's torn to shreds and his head exploded, like. <laughs>
2: well Crazy. man we <laughs> we okay so uh, just critique and you you kind of mentioned it the first half compared to the second half two very different i felt like the the end of um the end of that scene where she she fights them all like that feeling i had about her i feel like they were trying to deliver at the very beginning when she um when she storms what's the place called
0: Karmatage. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like,
2: yes, it's like, yep. she's coming. And I was like, I don't really, I mean, I know she's powerful, but like, I don't, she's probably going to kill everybody. But like, I don't, I wasn't, I wasn't moved to like fear, right? Or terror. Mm-hmm. Okay. But after the fight with Illuminati, it's like, okay, no, I'm pretty scared. And I wish you would have, I feel like it would have been better if I saw some of that at the front end. build up to, oh, well, if she can do that, what is she going to do to these people? You yeah. know, to do, these superheroes. So I, I don't know.
0: Do you think that that is because, all those people at Carmitage were like people we don't really care about
1: i definitely think so Yeah. whereas
0: like with the illuminati like like uh, everyone has been fan casting john krasinski as reed richards for like years now right like yeah yeah yeah. you know like these are characters we like kind of know even if if we don't know that much about like black bolt or captain carter or reed richards right like like we still know those characters those are like recognizable you can tell they're significant
2: well i think it's a I think if, if she did some of the stuff that she did to them, I don't care who that is. I'm still
1: scared. Sure. That's, like, that's, it. Like, like, if that's you, fair. Like, and like, and that's um, it was shooting, they're shooting.
2: They're shooting bolts like this exactly. entire time. It's like shields. I was like, okay, so this is just like a, yeah, shoot like a bolt. Yeah. I, but then this is like, oh no, this this is legit. Like The scared.
1: whole, yeah, the whole commentage like MacGuffin scene is like and that's the thing. I have I have, compl- I have a lot of complaints. One of my complaints is that Doctor Strange isn't I feel like not a, not a great story arc, um, but also like he knows how powerful Wanda is. So, Mm -hmm. so I, I would have rather hint, you just kind of get into his head a little bit more in this movie and Mm -hmm. him know, like she could kill me in an instant and she's choosing not to, because, you know, we have history and been on the team and all that. But Dr. Strange is smart enough to know, like, I'm not going to take. America to comertage and risk every like she said like I killed everyone here because he knows how yeah. powerful she is so like that that's and that's like plot wise story wise like they had to do that because Kevin Feige said they had to or the story mandated that they yeah. there had to be some kind of big shootout but really they could have like you said Jacob they could have just leaned into like she just effectively kills a couple people like in yeah. really gruesome ways and right. That, that, that would be, that be it like yeah. that you didn't have to have that entire scene at Camartage which is like def- that was the point where I'm like this is
0: losing me also mm-hmm. that scene felt so like it just didn't make sense to me either because those are a bunch of students like like yep. none of them <laughs> yeah, are like right? are like yes. super powerful yeah. On the same level as like Wong or Doctor Strange or any of the other, but we've got uh, cannonballs. Like okay, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, cannons. Like, what are we? We got arrows.
0: <laughs> We're gonna take a book, you know, take a page yeah. from Hawkeye's book and right. like send like cool arrows. I mean, it just.
2: Well, I do think that. Uh, well, I, I feel like to uh, to defend Doctor Strange for a second when he lure when they when they lure her into the when he lures them in, into the inner sanctum and she's like mm-hmm. trapped for a second yep i do feel like maybe he was thinking that it, that would last a little bit like that prison and then she he's trying to get get uh america to like use her powers to open up but mm-hmm. i feel like that was like i i know this is gonna work but at least buys a little bit of time to get to that next step which isn't yep. a great way to drive the plot as a yeah. you know yeah. as an audience member but um but i do feel like okay he knew he knew the risk that he was giving up if he could just buy a little bit of time
1: yep but, how did you, were you guys upset that the, the uh, Illuminati, including Professor X, were all killed or were you pretty did you guys kind of grasp like, they're dead but they're like, especially John Krasinski like, he'll be back, like, or were you upset? He's not that, our guys, did it feel, not our guys Yes, exactly, yeah. did it yeah. feel wasted or was it more like, oh, they're dead here and like yeah. that weight kind of settles on me but I know that they're going to show up later
0: Yeah, no, that's how, yeah, that's how I felt, I was like okay. I mean, cool that we got Jock Krasinski. Uh, cool that we got Patrick Stewart. Uh, again, yeah, they're not our guys. I, I mean, no one has been officially cast in the MCU's Fantastic Four, and uh, so, so who knows if, if you know, he's coming back? But man, I mean, what? I just feel like he, they wouldn't do this like little cameo bit if he wasn't going to end up being right like this versions although so okay here's this is a question that was posed last night i'm curious what you guys what y'all's thoughts are on this so in no way home and i realized that this was established in other because of prior spider-man uh franchises in no way home the peter parker slash spider-man were all different all looked different. They did not look the same in this movie. All the Doctor Strangers looked the same. All the Wanda's yeah. looked the same. So, like, does it? I just why? Well, uh,
2: to a certain extent, but also like like Captain Marvel. Like it was like instead that's of that's true, Carol. It was uh what's
1: what's her name it was um Lynch so Uh, yeah yeah.
2: relate so I think it was like kind of relationally so then but then that begs the question of like okay so did all three of the like somehow know each other and instead like the spider bit you know one instead of the other but yeah I uh, that's a great question it
1: would have been it would have been an interesting opportunity to have I think I think it is cool that benedict cumberbatch got to i'm assuming that he was wearing either some prosthetics and then the rest of his zombie form Mm -hmm. was like cg but i do i do appreciate that he got to like put on a different costume and play a different version but it would have been an interest it it is an interesting proposition like what if they had brought in like like what if they had paid joaquin phoenix like three million dollars and he shows up yeah yeah that would be interesting if he was dr strange and he shows up like yeah that's interesting um
2: Follow-up question I have, we talk about that that universe in which the Illuminati is no longer there. Um, how would you feel of course, towards the end of this movie where Christine's like, I've got to go back to my universe would you really want to? Cause now like all the best superheroes in that world are <laughs> dead. the one superhero that we know is left. is just trying to be a mom. So like, I don't know that I want to go back to that world. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, nah, I'll probably join you. I won't contact the other Christine. You don't have to worry about me whatsoever, but I'm definitely not living in a world where something's like, like, yeah, I'm coming
1: don't. with you. It's like, yes. some oh, bad yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. My universe
2: <laughs> is dead. Like my guys are dead. I'm, I'm coming with you or just take me to the next you know bus stop. That's what I'm doing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Sorry yeah well and also we never actually see her officially go back so like that's true it kind of like begs the question did they did they leave her there which i don't think they did i'm sure they didn't but it just like yeah, yeah no i don't i don't know if i'd want to go back either but also
2: that's a that's a raw deal i'm not doing
1: seems like a pretty cool version of earth honestly yeah like if that was the only like that, that I, I did. It was think man, about that. It I was, was like,
2: Manhattan with more Ivy. Okay. Oh, and, and the red. Yeah. The red means go. Green means stop. They don't pay for food, or they do pay for food, but some people think they don't. That's what was different. So crazy.
1: So. Yeah, and like uh, <laughs> I wonder if um I wonder if Christine went back and it was her and Mordo like well uh Mordo what do we do now <laughs> still like, still like how do we explain that, to everyone that, that everyone like everyone in the Illuminati died and now yeah. it's like me and christine and no other heroes no. and also like it, it's like it was from another di- it was like an interdimensional sort of yeah yeah ne- and not like oh we got to keep dealing with this it's like wait everyone's dead like what like yeah
2: well they never find mordo because he's still in that inconveniently placed trench that apparently he <laughs> yeah can't, he can't uh, well too bad he can't Dr. use trench. magic to get out of that yeah. trench. <laughs> like he's just like he literally is just like Oh, I can see why the other me hates you. I'm like, so you for real just gonna stay down there and not do anything? Yeah. It's <laughs> like you can't, yeah. your uh, sorcerer's brain can't get out of a yeah. 12-foot trench. <laughs> or or just wall jump like uh like Doctor Strange
0: just you're did. Like Doctor Strange did. Also, <laughs> yeah. I feel like, okay, that fight between the two of them, I realize it was trying to like get at like unresolved stuff from the la- like between the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. those for characters sure. in the last one. I get that. I understand that. It felt so unnecessary because I'm thinking they're like all all of the other Illuminati members are literally getting their yeah. their brains like blown up. Right. I feel like this little like he's like we got a boat pissing contest <laughs> yeah. is no, like unnecessary. We... Well, it just
2: is, Congress is still in session. Like no, not. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. <an>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just like okay. I I know you want to vote no. Just. For like a power trip, because you're like you hate him, but dude, yeah, th- th- bigger hey, bigger fish to fry, you know. Yeah, you're yeah. trying to filibuster me right now. Like, <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: I did that. That was I was like that does not. It it was kind of jarring. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so
2: it, something else, I think that um, I I want to pose this question, to you guys. Sorry, I know it kind of going off off script a little bit here. No, great, it's great. What? Um, because I one. I need a point of clarification. I don't know if you guys can answer. As far as Wanda's character herself, because I asked um, Marty about this yesterday. He was, he was trying to explain it to me. There's Wanda and there's Scarlet Witch. My understanding is Scarlet Witch isn't necessarily an alter ego, but I mean, she kind of is, and it's sort of a byproduct of using the dark Darkhold. Now, what I asked was, what I asked him, and I don't want to, if, if you guys know, does her using the dark hold it certainly changes her, um, her demeanor, right? Like mm-hmm. she, like I think that that's abundantly clear when when um, Professor X is trying to interact within the mind, the mind prison, the mindscape. Like that, she is being taken over by Scarlet Witch. So, in terms of outlook, demeanor, like what she what she wants, like her motivations change. However, does that change her powers? Like, is she still just as powerful, or is she more powerful from from giving into the dark hole?
1: I think she's more. Powerful.
2: Okay. I would assume. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. That would be my guess. Uh, I don't know if that was answered in WandaVision, so that's where I'm like, I'm ignorant to it. So
0: so well, because she's not called Scarlet Witch at all in right. the MCU until like the second to last episode of WandaVision. And it's Isaac and I talked about this. It it feels kind of like a little cheesy how they do it. Okay. And it's like, okay. Yeah. you're and wearing so, red. You should go by your Scarlet Witch. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, what are you, like, some sort
1: of Scarlet Witch, <laughs> right? You all yeah, I mean,
0: it kind of is. That's kind of how it's it said is is oh, like good. you are the Scarlet Witch, and it's like, oh, so that's no. how you guys okay. are gonna like say her name, like Very that's cool. okay. It felt just anticlimactic, but yeah. I would honestly never mind. No, what? I'm not even gonna. But anyway, yeah. So I think that that okay. her. It's not necessarily okay. like an alter ego. It's, I think so. There's, there's like prophecies or whatever within okay. like the magic okay. world, and the Scarlet Witch is this really powerful being. And gotcha. I think when she has the dark hold, she becomes even more powerful. Gotcha.
2: Well, because this was this was a hangup I kind of had was that if you knew for Wanda in that universe that knew, okay, we had uh, we defeated Thanos. But we knew that the Doctor Strange, of that universe was kind of a problem. He was doing some things he wasn't supposed to. They sacrificed, but they knew that there was, there was another Doctor Strange coming eventually. Mm-hmm. And it was like colliding all these, these, these universes. Um, and I would imagine that she knows that there's another, there's a, there's another version of her that's probably given into this dark power, right? So knowing all that on the top of your head in your universe, is there a reason why you're, you know, Wanda, I mean, she's raising her kids. I understand. She's being a mom. She's trying to be a normal mom. Yeah, But also like, at some point I'm like, no, you, you can't like, you have to do something. You have to fight. And like, she mm-hmm. doesn't like as soon as, you know, when they, when they split off and um, they go, so like strange in America, go back to their world and uh, Scarlet, Witch stops uh, dream walking. Then Wanda like snaps back into it. She's like, oh, my kids. And then she jumps back. Yeah. Into the yep. And like, it, it was yeah. like, it was like, well, that's For not sure. That's not a normal reaction. I, I know she's a mom, but still, a normal reaction for any mom that is tangentially related to uh, the Illuminati is like, "Oh, they just got off and I need to do something." Yeah, yeah that, for I was sure. Like, eh, I don't know about it, but but if, also yeah. they were in
1: another dimension. She had no way to get there. But yeah, yeah, no, I get I get what you're saying. Like, it was that's just not me. a super was like kind of normal response. Anyway, yeah, I What uh, is like does she
2: would do something?
1: What well, that's fair. Do you guys think about? There were rumors that um Tom Cruise was gonna play like superior or ultimate Iron Man or whatever. Um I, I was a little I, I like I'm again, I focus on how well the story of the how well this individual story of each movie gets played out. And I am less concerned about cameos unless it is Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. So basically never <laughs> never again. It,
2: it's an homage or it's gonna point to something ahead.
1: Yes, exactly. Especially it's like, okay, we like Reed Richards is played by John Krasinski, but I was kind of bummed that Tom Cruise wasn't a version of Iron Man in this, in this movie. What did y'all, had y'all heard that rumor? Jacob, you're shaking your head. <laughs> I
2: don't care. I don't care for it. Okay. Stop. Yeah. It's, it's not my candy We're getting him
1: chain. in Top Gun, so I'm happy about that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, plays, he plays Maverick
0: in the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. <laughs> okay. Honestly, though, I'd be, I'd be cool with that. Bring, hey, bring he goes Maverick. His,
1: uh, his, uh, his, uh, um, Iron Man mask comes up and he's like,
0: goodness gracious great balls of fire <laughs> you guys want to go play volleyball what wearing no. jeans yeah. in sand no hey where are my aviators
2: <laughs> you are not in the avengers you cannot be in the Avengers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. we need a pilot so that's
2: true that's true no that's i what guess Carol, that's what carol's for
1: she that's yeah true. that's true you're right yeah. um two planes. Yeah, okay so not not um don't care not yeah don't care about Mm -hmm. tom cruise i But it would have been been fine some of some of the
0: people i was with they were they were upset they were bummed about the no tom cruise cameo to that
1: to that point was this were the cameos like up to your each of your expectations or again and the cameos are like the least important part of the movie for me but like were they up (laughs) to your expectations there's a good balance was it because i think i walked away Okay, if good balance is good to hear. Like I walked away from it thinking that wasn't as like universe connecting as mm-hmm. no, I expected. Yeah. I ex- I expected like too many cameos to keep up with. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you all think?
0: I yeah, no, I think it like I agree with Jacob. It was I think it was well balanced. I think had there been any more I think that, that was just like just the right amount. Like had there been any more, it would have completely deterred the storyline from the storyline like it, it would have just been like okay who's this guy like or who who's this person and how does this person connect yeah. so for example i didn't realize that the black bolt that we see in this is actually from the inhumane's marvel show mm-hmm. that had a season that was like a huge flop yeah i didn't realize that was the same guy i looked it up because i was like yeah, yeah. who played that yeah, guy? And then, guy and then and I, then i was like oh yeah whoops didn't know that because i knew all, i mean i i mean technically we haven't met mr fantastic at this version of him and so so that was that was really the only other new new one and so it was just it was just kind of interesting but yeah i just yeah i i, I think it was just well balanced and had there been well, any more a, it would have been overwhelming
2: a smart way to do it right like using the multiverse to your advantage how can we introduce yeah. these characters without it like mucking up what's going on in our world oh just yeah. have it in their universe so like that and that's what ultimately the larger vision of why is Marvel, why is the MCU using the multiverse well it's comics but also like it's a really great plot device to tell you stuff that's ahead without it bothering what's going on in the present
1: yeah mm-hmm. for sure yeah i have this theory Functional. that that the that the whole illuminati scene and and i feel like that was that's one scene and then maybe the zombie strange was the other where sam Raimi was probably like we have to have this like storytelling wise but I have a theory that the whole Illuminati like oh my gosh like like that like we get all these get all these characters and then they all get killed off in a la Invincible as we've already discussed is Sam Raimi kind of and maybe Kevin Feige just being like oh like kind of messing with fan expectations yeah. this is what you this is what you want well yeah there you go. well guess what they're dead they're dead they're not coming back
0: yes. no what's so funny That's okay a great point right so I went to dinner with friends before that and I was talking about how like no one dies and how like kind of disappointing I feel like more people should have died in civil war because so many people in the comics right. died in civil war yeah in that storyline. And then also I feel like more people should have died in Endgame game just to like raise the stakes a little bit. And then, and then we walk into this movie and the entire Illuminati dies, like yep. all of them are dead. And it's like gruesome. Yep. And one of my friends goes, are you a prophet or like you got what you wished for? Yeah. Are you yep. happy now? Yeah. <laughs> and I loved, I kind of, I don't know if I loved it, but I liked the nod where captain Carter goes, Oh, I can do this all day. And then immediately dies.
1: Oh, yeah, man. Yep.
0: like also horrible way to die i can't oh. imagine
1: oh man oh, oh man. man when that man.
0: happened and you see the bloody shield oh That's
2: what, well when it happened i was like they didn't just do that and then you see yeah. the shield, like oh they did that okay yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Um, no. I, well yeah really kind of like metaphor for um british colonialism if you think about it <laughs> all right <laughs> just Isaac, <laughs> kidding I'll let,
2: I'll let you think about it you think
1: about it you <laughs> think about today. it um no I, i'm kidding i'm kidding no, that yeah, I do. Weird. I do like the idea of Sam Raimi being like, what about what like Kevin, like him, because if you remember Kevin Feige, like kind of came up underneath Raimi. And I feel like that's okay. one reason why Raimi gets such a big thumbprint on this movie. Um, right. And, and I can imagine Kevin Feige, like explaining everything to him after he had signed his contract. And, yeah, he's <laughs> like, yeah, no. OK, so like I can have Bruce Campbell in the cameo. OK, cool. Yeah. what the hell are you talking about like what is this like fan? Cert, like connect I'm not like I'm not be gonna be sure you hit Wanda all the yeah and then him being like tweeted. in fact like I also like on uh page 9004 of my contract Yeah. um there there's a mandate that I can kill off a bunch of like fan favorite superhero because like I just can and I'm yeah. Sam Raimi and I love yeah. the idea of him just being like no, we're gonna like mess mess with this. It's
2: like I love the way you demonstrated Scarlet Witch's powers, how powerful and invincible she is by killing off the characters. Like, no, I just did that to kill your expectations. Yeah, oh, exactly. Got it. exactly.
0: It was just a fun thing. Yeah, it was
2: a pa- passion project for me.
1: Yeah. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's been funny if you watch interviews with Raimi, He's kind of been soft, like in advance apologizing for parts oh, really? of this movie kind of being like, oh, I did what I could like, mm, no, I that's, didn't finish WandaVision. Like, ah, like awesome. I, yeah. So I kind of, I just love that attitude. I love, um, so the whole like evil dead for, for both of y'all. Cause I know you haven't seen him. Like I said, it's like Bruce Campbell just being tormented by zombies the whole time. And they're comic it, it's comic, but it's all, there's a gruesome element to it. Um, and the scene where, as I said my favorite, absolute favorite part of the movie when uh, Doctor Strange is, is dreamwalking and he inhabits the dead version of Defender Strange and he's his hands are all gnarled and his face is happy. And I'm just like, this is the Marvel movie I'm here for. This is so yeah. great. I'm gets, loving
2: life. The demons to the and the demons, the demons, demons. Start, oh, yeah, that was yeah, cool. The
1: demons start swirling him. Yeah. And they're kind of like messing with them, like,
2: "Wow, what are you doing? Nah, these are breaking down. the law." That is okay. that is
1: one hundred percent Evil Dead, and yeah. I mm-hmm. just it made oh, yeah. me really happy because I love those movies, and I'm definitely biased to yeah. to Raimi's vision. But it's also just so cool. It is yeah. like like, the, and that's what I came that's what I came back for. I was so conflicted after coming out of this movie because there's so many things going on, and like the first half feels different than the second mm-hmm. half. But then that really, last yeah. scene, it, I feel like it was all almost all worth it. Like zombie strange yeah. with all these like right. souls of the damned come into fight, like an impossibly powerful Scarlet, Witch. I was just like, I'm happy. Like, I, yeah. I, I really, really loved that final scene. Mm-hmm.
0: I, okay. Isaac, I, I'm, I was going to ask you this question. The scene where the, the demon or whatever, like starts to attack Christine and she like somehow catches it Yes. somehow. And it like, the camera is just like on her, and it's like super shaky. Yes, is that a Sam Raimi like trademark? Yes. Okay, yes. okay, so that's what has, I thought.
1: That was the other thing. All the camera work, all the stuff like when, um, uh, Mordo gives them the tea and kind of drugs them, and the cam, the, yeah. the, the, the whole yeah, the, like, like waviness. Weight. like here's the thing. It is so. It, it's not easy to do that things. It's not easy to execute like a shot where Rachel McAdams is screaming, kind of holding the camera, yeah. but. Marvel doesn't do stuff like that. No. It's, it's really inventive. Like, it's so, it, it's not simple, but it it takes a certain level of like just basic creativity with the camera. Right. And you yeah. see so much of that in this movie. And yeah. and I would rather like a movie try to do really inventive, like p- that, that is pure filmmaking.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I,
1: I, I want, if people are still listening to this, I want them to know like, <laughs> It like I would rather have like pure filmmaking as in instead of like Reed Richards showing up as Mr. Fantastic. Like, like that stuff is just that that's more important to me. Like it, it is more a real movie than like 90% of the Marvel movies to, well, in, in my mind, because just because of yeah, how are we gonna shoot this? That's like the the first question you ask when you're directing a movie. And Sam yeah. Raimi's like having so much fun with it. So if I may be
2: a contrarian for a minute, sure. do it because I was some of the things that very much Sam Raimi trademark uh, stuff that I came away with. So yeah, Marty, he is definitely like, he loves horror movies. He loves Sam, Raimi. Like he, he's in, he knows it. Like, and i don't so there are definitely things where i was like i feel as though and i know this is a creative decision i feel as though some of the camera works some of the stylistic choices some of the you know like the meditations the seances and the and you know the, like the it would you know, overlapping the scenes and then in the middle of the screen pops up one of the like it's a it's a headshot in the middle of all, i was like i'm yeah. not dude i'm in the funky music i'm like i'm not about this uh-huh. it kind of reminds me of like an early 2000s like late 90s like kind of psychedelic <laughs> film and he turned yeah Yeah. It's Sam Raimi. Right. So like, yes. And, and, and so, okay. Got that. But here's the the thing that um taking MCU as a whole and specifically looking at the the first, whatever, say first half, the beginning of the MCU, early MCU versus like now, when I originally started to get into it, one of the things that I just had to reconcile with myself is that the typical style of uh, Marvel movies is never going to be something that I'm going to completely drive jive with. Like there's just like, every time for every problem they just pull up some blue screen and tap in the keypad and then use like the face thing for the face recognition all this mm-hmm. technology i'm right, like this right, isn't right. like this it, it kind of breaks that realism and which is fine because it is a superhero movie i just want you to know that in about 10 to 15 years this is going to look a little outdated okay yeah so the first <clears throat> half of the mcu they're kind of dating themselves sure you're gonna then you go to the second half like where it is okay we'll we'll do a little bit more stylistic choices kind of like let them um i say it's like black widow is definitely emphasis on style there's certain style and tone that they want to run away with i think there's something with this and it feels like the last three or four movies that they've done that with it's like okay this is more of what i would prefer except they're doing it in the wrong direction where it comes off like Black Widow. If you open up with a Nirvana cover, I'm like, okay, so now we're back in the '90s, and it and I get it's a stylistic choice, but now you're dating yourself from today. So it to me, I feel like in the larger grand scheme of things, it's it's difficult because it's like either they go with the typical Marvel choice, like it was Marvel style that I'm not really a fan with, and I also don't think it's gonna age well, or they go with hey we'll give creative freedom to this director and in doing so like the just uh, maybe this is circumstantial it's the people that they've the shoulders they've tapped um to kind of give them the creative freedom and vision it's just like uh, this isn't really it's striking a balance between mass appeal and doing what you want and i don't know that they've found that balance
1: yet yeah and 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 i think i totally to your point i agree or i understand that like Rainy is not everyone's cup of tea and so some people are gonna be like yeah i'm gonna be showing this to my grandkids and that kind of thing and um yeah so so i i totally understand understand that i think you objectively though like you get you get as far as like distinct visual style Mm-hmm. Or, or or like I guess director tone. You kind of get it with Eternals. You definitely get it here in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you definitely get it with I would say Black Panther. I think that has like
2: to a lesser really extent. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a good like good
0: balance. Probably one that did the best. Yep. Yeah. And I would I would say James Gunn and Guardians too. Like Guardians yeah. as well. Not necessarily yes. like right. Guardians yeah, yeah, right. Volume 2, but like just in general yeah um yeah no i, or like, I agree
2: yeah we're like thor ragnarok i mean that's another really sure. cool yeah movie. but yeah. it's just like I, I feel like we're kind of going into this this kind of phase where i'm like i don't know where i don't know if i like this but yep. all that to say i i still enjoyed the movie it's just like style itself not as much sure about. yeah take it early
1: we haven't talked that much about um america chavez <clears throat> america chavez is a big part of this movie she the movie <laughs> she's op-
0: kind of the whole plot point of this movie she, yes, she's the whole plot it.
1: and and she's also gets like nothing to do which is really frustrating um because she seemed to me to be a very good uh actress and the movie so the movie opens with her and defender strange escaping a monster trying to get to the book of ashanti which is the antithesis of the Darkhold, and Defender Strange gets killed and she blasts her way into another universe, accidentally triggering her powers. And I don't I don't know. Like, what were y'all what were y'all's thoughts about America Chavez? She's like a character that's been created in the last 15 years. She mm-hmm. punches holes in realities and travels to different universes. Uh, they're star-shaped holes, by the way. Um mm-hmm. super cool. Because that's that. the jacket she's wearing. Because the yeah, jacket. there's a star on her jacket.
2: Yeah. I let you decide which one's cause and effect.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, Which one came first? Yeah, right. so I don't know. What do y'all, what do y'all's thoughts? Did I don't think she was given a lot to do? Um, I think I think Wanda kind of carries this movie on her back, character mm-hmm. wise. Um, yes, yeah. What mm-hmm. do y'all think about America?
0: Chavez, so she, as the character,
1: not the country. She was, <laughs> she
0: was, she was, yeah. I mean, she was supposed to be in No Way Home because that movie was supposed to, um. That, yeah, I
1: forget because that she was this supposed was supposed to, to come out there.
0: before, yeah. Uh, right, right. And and so yeah, so she was supposed to be in that. And I think that I've I've seen a couple of like picture random pictures, and I, I don't remember like where I saw those. I think a friend showed them to me or something. Um anyway, but she was like on set, and I think they they filmed a couple things with her hmm. until they cut until they cut it. Um I feel like that would have been a, a better Maybe, possibly a possibly better introduction, but again, there was so much stuff happening in No Way Home. I don't know if it if she w- it would have been like this where it was just like she's there,
1: yep. you know? Yeah. For so
0: sure. it's again one of those things where it's like, okay, well, when's she gonna show up next? Like we right. we leave her or we see her last in Carmitage uh, where she's training now wow. as a sorcerer, but what where is she gonna show up next and i don't know and and who like who knows but uh, yeah apparently like there it's wasn't a, a lot for her
1: apparently it's a soft uh introduction for young yeah. avengers which is like her and kate bishop and yeah. Sp- spider-man and um
0: billy anyway and tommy.
1: um yeah, yeah billy, think, billy and tommy for sure yeah
2: i think that was one that i i walked away like again talking to marty about it, like okay is there is there going to be a follow-up with her is that a character they're going to develop he's like yes that is the plan that she will be more and i feel like that kind of take i mean i understand like oh man i don't feel like she had enough screen time i don't think that but in, in a certain sense she is the primary she's the catalyst for the plot right mm-hmm. yeah sure mm-hmm. but at the same time like she's not really the point of the movie is ultimately surrounded by wanda yeah. right? like i mean so and we don't maybe we don't know that with greater clarity until we see how she develops as a character going forward. Like kind of right. like back, you know, ask me in five years what they do with her and go, okay, yeah, that was her first, yeah, like I said, soft intro. Yeah. Um, but but really this is about, it's almost like uh, Endgame or Infinity War where it's like, really, I mean, Endgame is the protagonist is Thanos. And, you know, like that's, yeah. a, that's a movie mm-hmm. about him. And so it's kind of the same way where it's like the the this this movie says more about the bad guy, so to speak, the bad, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and their character development than it does anybody else. So mm-hmm.
1: that is that that is a, you know, a screenwriting um complaint that I have or or problem that I have in, in that I I yeah, like I said, Wanda carries this story on her back. Um I would have I would have loved it if this was called Scarlet Witch in the Multiverse of Madness. I Honestly, think that would have been yeah. so much cooler and because yeah, it definitely focuses probably. on her and because I and I, I blame it on production schedules and moving things around and like bringing in a writer and doing resho- shoots and all that stuff but um I have no problem with Benedict Cumberbatch. I really like Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, he's a great actor. He was phoning it in this entire movie. And I, 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 there's so many factors that go into that, Um, especially if it's like, if you don't know what scene you're shooting or like what how your character is supposed to be feeling, if you're on a rushed schedule. The only scene where I felt like Benedict Cumberbatch was giving it 90% was when he was talking to the, uh, right before the musical note fight, which I love, by the way. Um, we Dueling pianos. Dueling pianos, yeah, exactly. Um when he is describing like their his his sister dying yeah. um and and he's kind of going back and forth with that other version of himself. I feel like that was the only time in the entire movie where he's like kind of feels like there's there's so much like insane stuff happening, and every time the camera's on him, especially toward the end, he doesn't look haggard, he doesn't yeah. look tired or like traumatized or like any of that stuff that Elizabeth Olsen brings and I don't mm-hmm. blame that on him necessarily but I do it it just kind of cemented me for me at the end of the movie I'm like like it's just not a not a great performance and and I there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons for that again but mm-hmm. um that again like I don't I I he does not have that much of an arc in that movie, which is why Olivia at the top, I was surprised that you were like, kind of makes me care about him more because I care well, about him less at the end of the movie. I think he does have a character
2: arc, but the way that he is portrayed, it gives you the impression that he doesn't. Sure, like I think I think yeah. he does. I think he does show more sides of himself. Of himself, the problem is when he does, it's not really emotive. It's not over the top like, oh, he is feeling this way, but you know that he is. Mm-hmm. Like so, I, I, and also I'm like, man. It, it's kind of it's benedict cumberbatch like it's kind of his character and it is also like to to your point about it's not all on him like there sure. is definitely some some tone um some tones that are colliding that aren't really meshing well throughout the movie and i think that's like he's struggling between the sentimental but he's still this like smart aleck like you know doctor character and um and and he's still trying to figure it out and that's kind of the, that's kind of the point of his plot i mean his character development yeah, but they didn't do a really good job of portraying that struggle with him. But he yeah. still went through it. I think. I think. Mm-hmm.
1: So. I I think that they def, uh, and this may have been a direction they were gonna go initially. But like, I think what would have been a little bit, oh, well, I I what I think would have been more interesting is if they had let him break bad the way that Wanda had, and kind of explore, dig into like him being gone and then kind of having to deal with the fact that like people blame him for yeah what happened pl- like is they that, they play on that at the twist. beginning it's yeah, a they, plot
2: twist but it doesn't feel like it
1: yeah mm-hmm. they kind of play on that at the beginning with the doctor saying like did it really like did you actually make the right decision <laughs> and and that's <laughs> there kind was of no like other a, way there's a re- yes. that's a really interesting moral quandary with him trying to like have to just deal with that like and kind of live with that and be kind of messed up in the head because who wouldn't like if you experience that and you're like I literally had no other choice and like all these people died and like Tony died like that that if they had kind of dug into how he was messed up and how he kind of like sought a magical solution that would have been that's the movie I wish we could have seen that would I feel like done more interesting stuff with his character but that's neither here nor there
2: or at least reckon with the fact that he learns that in other universes, he is actually more of a villain than Thanos himself is. Yes. Like, let's wrestle, wrestle with that. Oh, because,
1: because you see that with the the version of him where black bolt ends up killing him. Like, yeah. Hey, you, you dug into this and you did what you had to. And, and we, we had to kill you because you were getting too dangerous. Well, John, like John super, interesting, that. super interesting. Super interesting. He yeah. says that
2: he's like, Thanos wasn't the bad guy for us. It, it was you and like, and, in, and instead of that,
1: that instead of that having like an an impact on him as a character and kind of like yeah. continue his arc he's like hmm well i'm not like that i'm moral <laughs> you, and y'all are stupid I, for this for not i would take never do me seriously yeah, like right. it's just not it does like yeah, yeah whatever whatever no, you didn't
2: you, you didn't feel that in the audience for sure like i, I just i was like oh that's interesting how are we going to develop that plot or that theme no we didn't it's like <laughs> hmm, all of y'all are stupid like
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um what what else, guys? Charlie Theron shows up in one of yeah. the post credit scenes. Right. He has a a third eye at the very end. I kind of like that. That the movie ends with him kind of being like ah in the dark hole. Like yeah, the dark hole yeah. has affected him, and he has the third eye. I think that's like what not? That's cool. It's a cool yeah. like framey ending. So
0: so, this is a question <clears throat> one of my friends brought up, and I I want to hear what your what your y'all's thoughts are on this. Um, so my friend was like. What if that wasn't actually like at the end? What if that wasn't like Earth 616's ah. Doctor Strange? It was the other one that was tossed out the window because he I mean, it looks like he died, but also the eye pops open and scares the crap out of Christine. And so, it, I mean, it probably isn't. But like, wouldn't that be it's kind a, of a cool theory? Yeah. Yep. Would be kind of interesting to, oh, if yeah. that wasn't actually our Doctor Strange. Yeah, except that and dude then, did get stabbed pretty good. He did get stabbed pretty good, but also but you stabbed him through the eye to kill him. The, oh,
1: yeah, they don't know yeah. that.
0: They don't know that. I just made that up. So true. I yeah. mean, we saw that so so tr- saw that earlier in the movie, and also as we know, just because someone looks like they've been stabbed a lot does not mean they are dead. Yeah
1: to to that question, um, Wanda's not dead.
0: Right, no, even though she not.
1: collapses the... What is that place called? Uh, is it the Darkhold?
2: That is the Darkhold. Well, the Darkhold um, is the
1: book. Well, the, I think they're... Oh. Uh, it's I
2: my know. understanding that they were both... like the Darkhold Fortress or something like that.
1: Yeah, Wong know. calls Mark, it something. Wong's greatest movie. I'm sorry. Marvel we fans
2: are punching the air right now. We <laughs> have not talked about...
0: <laughs> There's a lot we haven't done. We're
1: so good at this. Uh,
0: Wong is yeah. Wong is great. I yeah. He's always good though. No no. no.
2: I tell you what. I do not. I'm not a Wong fan because he said, "Oh man, Thanos here is going to destroy half." That's crazy. All right, see you guys, and then he just disappears. So he's not my guy.
1: That's true. I refuse. Yeah. I don't care. That that's a that's actually a really good point. He he wasn't there when it mattered. Like
2: I like him, but when the cards are on the table, I'm not going to count
1: on him. He seems like a great
2: guy. Sorry, he's a great guy.
1: But yeah, so Scarlet Witch is definitely not dead. She's somewhere, or maybe no. she was. Maybe she was like imprisoning herself or something.
2: I, uh, uh, sorry, we talking about. I, I will say this, and we don't have time to discuss it. But I anticipate like what uh, people are like. Why don't you talk about this? Because it is, um, some of the themes of what Wanda goes through, some of the messaging in that, like the tension between Wanda and Scarlet Witch. Also, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if this is a coincidence, but what are the the things that they message about? like motherhood and things and releasing it on Mother's Day weekend. Okay. Very interesting (laughs) choice. Very interesting. I'm sure it was just a coincidence, (laughs) but someone's got to check the calendar because I don't know that I'd be okay with doing that. I think if somebody just went like, we sure this is what we want to say on Mother's Day weekend. We don't have time to discuss it fully, but that is something that is very prevalent
0: in this movie. Yep. Yep. Okay. I can't find what it's called, but I do think that that's a a very interesting thought, Jacob, that I hadn't thought about. Also, Sorry. I I would just like to say while we're talking about symbolic gestures here, Wanda is literally burying herself in her shame. Like at oh. the end of the movie, she is so overcome by by grief but also shame for what she has done, yeah. for how far she has taken everything that she literally buries herself in her shame. And it's just like, man, that is is tough.
1: Yeah, yeah that's rough. That's it rough. is
0: rough. And you know, shame, shame is different from guilt because guilt is saying, I did something bad. Shame is saying I am bad. And sh- I, she views herself as a monster
2: Yeah,
0: and, and you know, doctor, like, you know, we see strange say this to her, like, you're not a monster. I don't think that about you. You're doing bad things though. Yeah. And, and so, so he's, I think he, he I would have loved for that to have played out a little bit more, I think, but i don't know yeah i think
2: again going back to just the um the lack of cohesion with the tones where it's like man there's some heavy things they're saying here but then dr strange side it's like eh, you're handling with kid gloves it feels so yes yep anyway
1: yep totally agree um what else guys uh oh in the in the so the post post credit scene what did y'all think about that loved it Lo- i'm it. so great. glad you liked it <laughs> i was yeah. like it's so dumb
2: yeah. we waited all this time it's so dumb. Yeah. i love it it's yeah. but it's so fun it's the over. way he, again
1: again i feel like ramey's just making fun of these people like it's finally it's, it's like it's like yeah. it's literally like ferris bueller's day off like yeah it's yeah, over go home. Like, go home like yeah what are you doing yeah. what are you still doing here yeah it's over the yeah that is and i don't know if this would interest you but like bruce campbell is a great is a great actor and he um in evil dead him like like he gets possessed and his hand starts like his hand gets bitten by a dead eye at one point and it starts trying to like kill him and stuff so he's literally like getting punched in the face in the evil dead movies but it is like slapstick comedy yes and it is really incredible and uh it's clever olivia i'll watch it with you sometime and uh take the take the fear the fear out of it because it's like both those movies are mostly just like wh- like more comedy than horror for sure mm-hmm. um yeah but that, but i just want to say like for those of for people who haven't seen evil dead and that might that interest you this sort of like Chaplin esque uh, slapstick comedy with one dude just doing insane stuff the entire movie yeah it is it, like the post credit scene alludes to everything that he was doing in evil dead which i absolutely I mean, love
2: and that's a part that's a developing part of the MCU that I really love is their ability to just like take a moment, pay homage, do allusions to other movies, like that you know, a, a general audience member may never know, but there's that there's those Easter eggs. You're like, man, that is just cool that they they were able to mm-hmm. do. That. Yeah. You know?
1: yeah. Anyway. So um all right. Any other any final thoughts? I feel like we covered a lot of good stuff. Uh Jacob, thanks for thanks for coming on. This is a lot of fun. Brother. Yeah. Yeah, oh gosh, yeah thanks for coming. Time. Everybody, go uh, go check out Three Dudes in a Movie podcast. What you, what a episode are y'all doing next, Jacob?
2: Actually, this one. <laughs> oh, nice, um, nice.
1: The the stuff I just talked about that we don't have
2: time to talk talk about. Come on over, we'll be talking about it. Uh, now nice. we'll be so we'll be releasing that. We're recording tomorrow. We'll be releasing it. Um, I guess like as of recording, it'll be. Um, I don't know when this will air, but um, that Monday, uh, and then we also are going to be recording. I don't know if you guys have plans, but uh, The Northman. We will be. Ooh, we'll yeah, be I want to see it. We will be discussing the Northmen, so uh, excellent. The Norse guy, so yeah, that uh, keep a, keep an eye out for that. If you don't mind, um, subscribe, leave a review, you know, follow us on Instagram. Should have the handle, but you can find us three dudes movie. I think it's like three dudes movie cast. Anyway.
1: Perfect, perfect. Loved the Northmen. I'll be checking out that episode for sure. So, yeah. thank you for listening. This episode this episode was not produced by Walter because he's on vacation, but we are gonna have it up. Walter thanks for all the other work you do on our podcast our music is by Gordon Jocks our artwork is by Macy Lummis Jacob thanks so much for being here and our next episode Olivia I believe is going to be everything everywhere all at once if I'm not mistaken yes yeah it's gonna be that will be our next
0: episode it's gonna be great
1: all right y'all take care and uh who said they had to be alive